so did I tell you about what my mom said about the podcast? No. So she was like, <laughs> the first <laughs> time I like released it, she calls me like a week later and she's like, oh, Eleanor, the podcast. <laughs> and I was like, mom, if you have anything bad to say about it, like don't tell me at all. And she was like, no, 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 I will say one thing, like, I'm just, like, really impressed with you, that, like, it's just, honestly, it, it takes a lot of courage to, like, put something out there like that, and I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, no, it just takes a lot of guts to just, like, throw yourself out there, you know, but, like, Anna, please, like, like, please, what are you doing? Like, you're just showing the world way too much, like, whatever. Because she's just so traditional and, like, very Japanese, and she just doesn't believe in not having privacy. And this is why, even though everyone, like, tells me, oh, I really want to hear your mom on the podcast, I know that that's never going to happen. Because she wouldn't do it. She would never do it. She doesn't even like pictures. Are your parents like that, like, with music stuff? Because obviously, you have to be super public with like yeah they're fine i mean they 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 love it they're really happy they're so supportive which is nice um but they also have podcasts so they love to showcase themselves yeah um so (laughs) that's where i get it from it's like the most fame whoring family ever every family member is on spotify (laughs) my brother really Um, is your sister my sister no not yet but she's she will be on it um really no they're super supportive they love it they're like they so believe like you can do anything and yeah like and just go for it yeah which i love it is hard though like when you have a career or an interest that is creative these days like it has to be public or else there's no way that you can really like give it a go and try something like everything has to be visible for people to like for people to notice you right so like even though I don't like using Instagram and I've been perfectly happy in like not having a personal account for years I kind of always have this inner conflict of okay should I post a lot so that I can get my podcast out there or should I just stay private you know it's really hard and no one's gonna know about it unless you go on Instagram and TikTok hey guys welcome back to another episode of awake not baked I'm so excited because today I've got my very good friend Anna Brewer coming on as a guest. Um, I've wanted to have her on for a while now because she is amazing and she's a singer and straight out of uni she went straight into singing and like going for her career which I think is so cool because not a lot of people have like the guts to do that right from the outset and I think your non-traditional path is really inspiring. And also you're a very spiritual girl, I think. You're very in tune with everything. And every time I have conversations with you, I always feel like you enjoy kind of exploring like what we don't understand, what can't quite be put into words, but like we always talk about intuition and things like that. Um, so I think you'd be a great guest on the podcast so thank you for coming thank you so much i'm so excited to be here i love talking about that kind of stuff and you're going to be the first guest who i have who doesn't have a problem with the mic because you're used to holding a mic no pressure (laughs) i can already tell it's okay you don't need to like put it like this okay just like that yeah as long as it's close to your to your um thing um but why don't you tell me about 
your singing and your career and like was there ever a point where you were struggling to decide if you were gonna like go down a tradition more traditional path and like find a nine-to-five job and do singing along the side or did you always know that as soon as you finished uni like you were just gonna go for it and give it your all I think I mean I've always like loved singing and been playing guitar since I was like 12 13 mm-hmm. um and I come from quite a musical family my mom is a backing singer in a band so I've like grown up watching her mm-hmm. play at gigs and festivals which has been super cool and really inspiring but actually my younger sister is super talented singer-songwriter mm-hmm. and she was writing songs before me and I was so jealous that she could really write songs. that is what inspired me to start writing songs really so if it hadn't been for her and really? me being so competitive and jealous yeah. then I don't think I'd be doing this but I remember like she'd be writing all these songs and I was just singing covers and I thought oh my god wow like Laura can write all these amazing songs that's so cool I can't and then I just started one day and then loved it that's so, so cute so I kept doing it um, and then I was releasing music and doing lots of gigs in Bristol alongside my degree and then I finally graduated and then I was able to just do it full time Yeah. Um, and I kind of gave myself a year to see if I could do it properly um and I do like a bit of other work on mm-hmm. the side which helps but um yeah I kind of s- said I'd give myself a year and see if I could do it and yeah um and it worked so was it hard during uni to juggle both things like was, what what was more important to you to like get good grades or making sure that you were like keeping up or were you okay like managing both I was kind of okay managing both but I wanted to finish it once wanted to finish uni um but that was kind of, it wasn't, Bristol wasn't like super academically like, yeah. you know, it was, it was okay to, I had time. No, Bristol's pretty academic. No, it is, it is academic, but like there was, if I woke up early and did like my history work in the morning, then I would have the whole afternoon to do music stuff. So yeah. it was like fine. It yeah. wasn't like I, I didn't have time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was good. So no, I loved it. But it's yeah. my passion. Yeah. you got to follow your passion. A hundred percent. You don't want to look back and think what if. But I find the whole thing about like nature versus nurture interesting because you're I think compared to a lot of people we know very unique in what I said about like not being so traditional not putting pressure on yourself to like do the whole like corporate route first or anything like that like you've just like I think I'd be terrible at doing the corporate route (laughs) (laughs) no no you'd hate it I would hate it (laughs) but like you've said that you grew up in a family that was like very musical like your mom was a singer and then like your your sisters what inspired you to do that I think like do you think if your parents weren't so creative your family wasn't so creative you would have been as interested in singing I don't know maybe I mean my parents both had like proper kind of full-time jobs yeah um and then now they both actually also have podcasts which yeah. is so funny um but I think oh yeah I listened to your mom's one it's so good oh, I really you. liked no, it she, was, she said a huge thank you it's called bandwidth, bandwidth conversations, conversations yeah. yeah everyone um, should go listen to it thank you um and um I, I think I would still do it yeah um but I, I mean I don't know you never yeah. know have you ever had like like I mean, going on to the intuition stuff, but have you ever had signs given to you that like you're on the right path or have you ever like had that like sense of knowing that like this is what you should be doing or is it just because you just genuinely love it? I think when I started, it was because I just loved it. And then people um, would give me really positive feedback, which was amazing. Yeah. Um, 
when I would like do lots of gigs in London and mm-hmm. Bristol, um, people were really lovely about it. And then on social media, people were really nice. So those were good signs. But I've also had lots of bad signs. Like yeah. from t- TikTok is like such a big thing in the music industry, and so mm-hmm. I'm always making new TikToks and always trying to think of new ideas to post things that could go viral. Yeah. And so I do this thing where I go up to random people on the street and play mm-hmm. them my song. Yeah. And see that film their reaction. Yeah. Obviously, that is such a weird thing to do. Um, and that's the whole point. They're so fun, weird. though, those videos. But people then, I would get so much hate online for that. Like, people would, like, just, you know... I mean, people would say the worst things, like, you should go kill yourself. It's like, what? I'm just going up and playing yeah. someone a song. Like, it's just such a unnecessary reaction. So then, bad yeah. signs. But yeah. that's not really linked to, to, to intuition, you know? Yeah. I don't understand, like, why people feel so emotional on social media. Because you would never say that to someone's face. I know, never. Like, what is it about social media that firstly makes someone feel so much negativity, but also, like, feels the need to say something? It's like, I think it's, there's no consequences. They don't know you at all. No, I know. Yeah, I think there's no consequences. No consequences. Um, if they've had a bad day, they can just kind of... Go on, take it out on someone yeah. else um maybe that makes them feel better isn't it really hard to like block it out you know i i used to get so upset i used to when i was doing those videos then i would get like a lot of negative stuff um, yeah. and i would get really upset but um now i'm completely fine about it yeah i just think it's nothing to do with me their yeah. perception of me is none of my business yeah so it doesn't matter yeah i was thinking about this a lot actually about like perception do you think people can change of course yes i've changed I think I totally think you can change. You can yeah. go from being horrible to amazing, and vice versa. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I feel a like bit extreme. No, I think I don't know. I definitely feel like I've changed since like graduating from school. Like if I look back to how I was in sixth form, I'm such a different person. How do you think you're different? I think I was always a very pensive person, and I've always had this part of me that feels like. I don't know, this sounds so pick me, but like, no, no, I love it. just like, I'm a I don't fit in kind of thing. Yeah. And I've, I've liked that about me. Like, I, I, I like that I feel different to a lot of people, but it also has made me feel quite lonely sometimes. And I think I've always had that since I was like 15, 16. Mm-hmm. Um, but it bothered me a lot less when I was younger and I was perfectly happy, like, doing the same things that all teenagers do and like talking about the same stuff and like being very surface level um and i think i think at that age i was pretty i was so ignorant of the fact that what you said like people can go from horrible to amazing and vice versa like i was ignorant of the fact that things are fluid and i used to think of people as like oh, I'm here at this level and this person's below me or this person's above me in terms of maturity and things like that. But now I've I've changed my perspective on that and I think everything is so fluid. There's no levels with it, anything. Like, I'm no more mature than anyone else mm-hmm. or less mature. It's like, we all are a little bit more, like, insightful or developed in some areas and hugely lack in, in maturity in other areas. But, like, it's not quantifiable. Nothing is, like, you can't categorize someone as, like, smart or dumb or wise or ignorant. I think everything is so fluid and constantly moving. And I like that I've changed my mind about that because it means that I don't think I'm 
so superior or so inferior in any, any situation like yeah. I don't compare as much as I used to like compare two people or me to someone else um and also when you have that perspective it means that you're completely aware and accepting of the fact that you always need to be working on yourself and you don't just like arrive at a destination like there's always ways to be more open-minded be more accepting of people to be um you know more mature I guess mm-hmm. um and it also has helped me like enjoy my immaturity and like my childlikeness and kind of appreciate having a balance of the two like trying to have more wisdom but also like not trying to grow up too fast and like think oh I'm so different to everyone like I like to be deep and like other people don't like it's not like that and Mm -hmm. I think even what we were saying just now about perceptions of people I've realized that everyone is so layered and so complex and you can have such a different understanding of them or a different experience of that person if you allow yourself to so if I like box myself in or boxed someone in as like a party person who like doesn't have thoughts and like only cares about going out then I will never get to experience another part of them that is extremely loving and extremely sensitive and emotional um because I just already have like a like I've just uh, prejudged them. Mm-hmm. Um, where was I going with this? <laughs> um, About yeah, perceptions. Yeah, how they can change. Yeah, so I think in that sense, I I think I've changed a lot, and it's made my life more exciting because I allow people to surprise me. Yeah, I don't like refuse to see people in different ways. Like I allow myself to be open to what they could be. Um, or how they have like loads of different sides to them whereas before I was like just very stubborn and like very ju- I think I was very judgmental yeah I don't know I think we're all judgmental really yeah I mean it, it, even people yeah but I don't judge- find you that judgmental I think may- maybe we're judgmental in the sense maybe that it's easy minds. to like think of someone in a certain way and like kind of categorize people but I don't think you're judgmental in the sense of like assuming stuff about people. I don't know. You seem pretty. No, but you don't. I don't open. think you don't seem. You don't seem judgmental. No, but I think we're both very open-minded. But I think. I mean, like I judge people in my own mind a lot, but I just don't maybe say. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think I'm a bit more outward. Like if I don't like someone. Yeah, but that's good because then it means you're not a. Um, means you're truthful. Yeah, but I also have like this. Not fake conflict of like you know how I was saying earlier when we were walking that there are some people when I meet them I'm like I can't even give you a hug because like I just feel like you have such bad energy and I get scared like I I mean you're so intuitive you can tell yeah but also like am I am I um categorizing someone am I judging them that's a pretty strong feeling if you can't even hug them they must be really bad yeah but I don't know I I've been like I think over the past year year or so I've been going through this phase of like second guessing myself in the sense of am I being too harsh with people and like ugh, I don't maybe, know maybe, maybe I don't know I mean are you, I, I don't I've never seen you around someone that I don't like. like yeah that's true um but I mean yeah no harm to be yeah. reminded and just give someone a second chance but unless they've done something terrible yeah something, something you can't forgive yeah some things you can't forgive um 
have you so can you tell us about if you're comfortable can you um talk to me about the intuition course that you did oh yeah oh my god so I did this most amazing course um a couple of months ago it was like this 10 week course Mm -hmm. um and I was the youngest I'm 23 I just turned 23 but I was the youngest person on it by about 30 years really all these um amazing women who were like some of them were mothers some of them weren't mothers it was like all from sort of um like 40 to like I think the oldest lady on it was like 70 80 um but it was just the most amazing transformational course I've ever done in my life. And it was all about figuring out what you want in life and how to get there. And like, when you get triggered, like, you know, and there's like this amazing quote um, from, I think it was Victor Frankl who said it, and it was like the moment between stimulus and response, there's a space. And in that space, we have the power to choose our response and in our response lies our growth and freedom. It's Mm. all about just pausing in moments of feeling triggered and just, like being really like self-aware and then mm-hmm. refocusing that energy and that tension towards your goals and what you want in life and then just um it was just it was amazing and she, she did always say the lady who, who ran it was this like amazing lady called jenny and she would like say just drop into this mindset of i don't know which sounds so yeah. ridiculous and so no it doesn't at all um, unhelpful in life but like when you're stressed you just have to say i don't know yeah i don't need to know and it takes like the pressure off yeah um and just I think another thing that she would also say we have to do is like drop into this mindset of um like allowing everything Mm -hmm. and like accepting accepting allowing and um also just like she would always say this line which I love which is being excited by the wonder of the dance of life and it's like if you put your mindset into that being wondrous being wondrous and like as children like we're so full of wonder and we like walk around in awe yeah having that mindset of awe is so helpful because I think you then allow and accept so many like better things to come into yeah. your life if you're just thinking wow like and you just I don't know I just feel like that's really helpful I think that like honestly makes me a little bit emotional like about like thinking of things with wonder and going back to like our childlike essence because like as adults we put so much pressure on ourselves yeah. to like have every moment to be perfect and like to have every step in our lives to be curated and achieved and like we try to control everything mm-hmm. and we get so overwhelmed and so stressed out by like things that really don't matter and i feel like when we were kids like everything was just like we just were so like excited by things like the simplest things and so appreciative of like very simple pleasures mm-hmm. and i'm getting so excited about like, the smallest things yeah the smallest things and like feeling real joy from it mm-hmm. and I feel like as adults and like living in a city and being ambitious people it's sometimes like you just forget that like sometimes you just need to take a step back and breathe and be like just take things in like live in the present moment and be like wow like life is so cool I know and completely. The, the the path that life take, takes me on you know like the the windy path where like the, like not knowing is awesome and I feel like w- like what this lady was saying like being like don't be afraid to just be like I don't know I think is kind of embracing and learning to appreciate and enjoy the unknown mm-hmm. and like being curious about how you get to a place yeah curiosity is so important I yeah think. and like not being I don't know just I think yeah just being like really open-minded and thinking anything can happen yeah like you know 
in five minutes time you could the love of your life could walk in mm. you never know yeah you could meet someone who gives you the dream job like like anything's possible yeah like nothing is too amazing that can happen mm. did i tell you about the time i met my soulmate no <laughs> is it right now <laughs> <laughs> so um I, again this is like the most complete random situation um but i was at a summer camp at brown and i was sitting in the kitchen in our dorm with a bunch of girls and we were just making like shitty mac and cheese and this guy walks in with two girls who are they're clearly like childhood best friends and they're like bickering with each other and he was like oh like the kitchen doesn't work like whatever how do you make this and they were just like fighting over how to make the mac and cheese they're also making, making mac and cheese and he was like getting really annoyed at his girlfriends and then he was like rolling his eyes and then as he was rolling his eyes he looked at me and we just like burst out laughing i i didn't know this person we just like burst out laughing and we couldn't stop laughing for about a minute honestly we were just giggling to death like i was in tears crying laughing and he was like oh they're so annoying like i've known them since i was two and they've never stopped annoying me or something like that um and then like all my friends are just completely silent and they were just looking at me and him like what is going on like this is so weird like what is so funny like and did you, you guys know each did other you know that he was just homemade at the moment no i just felt like we had such a connection oh and i God. just like you i was like i know this to, person to, to, um you know find him and meet up with him. i know and then um yeah and then they're like oh this kitchen isn't working like let's go find another one or something and so he got like yanked out and he was kind of like looking at me as he was like going out the door and then when he left my friend's like what the fuck just happened like do you know him i was like no i don't even know his name and then he like runs back in and he's like wait i didn't even get your name and then i was like like, i know and then i was like uh i don't know (laughs) and he was like i'm tom oh my god okay and he was like hopefully i'll see you around and i was like yeah and then i had a week left at the summer camp and my friends and i spent every evening like every party like looking for this guy and i found him but there were like ten thousand people there he'll come back he'll come back into your life but sometimes i mean that is just a moment that is like so random and so yeah but it's so unexpected right like i would have never expected to be sitting in 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 the kitchen with some girls and this random guy comes in and like we just start laughing I don't know. That's so cool. But like, I feel like that's an example of just like, yeah. you just never know. You never know. Um, I think I met my soulmate when I was 17. Really? Um, yeah, I was, um, uh, this was at, at Aprisky actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Classic and, Anna. And <laughs> I was there with some friends. Aprisky actually. And, and I don't know if I should be saying that, but um, <laughs> and, um, then um, there was this really handsome man in the bar and I was, remember like, to my friend I was like oh my god I like that guy over there like don't you think he's so handsome and she was like oh my god yes and then he came up and started talking to me and I have never felt such a powerful connection with someone in my entire life just in those few moments really of having a conversation with him and he was like um he was like com- like commenting on like my, my freckles um and I was um just like completely in awe of how attractive he was and then he was like let's go for dinner now no I way like, I was like um I don't know why I said this. I said, oh, I'm sorry. I've got a family dinner. I can't. I didn't have a family dinner. I was just like too nervous. And I was 17 and I think he was like, he was like 28. Um, Classic, Anna. That was the beginning. I couldn't stop thinking about him. And it was so funny because he lived, um, 
he's i hope you know but this is this actually wouldn't even know if it, he, he was listening to it but um, <laughs> but um but he um lived in amsterdam and i remember i was coming home from school one day and i was thinking oh my god like just imagine if he was in london on business like wouldn't that be amazing i was just imagining yeah. that and then i was um that night like doing my own work and i got a message from him saying hi anna i'm in london i'm london for business do you want to meet for a drink later no i was so excited that day the day that, that is day. insane i know i know and then um and my mum um was in prison at this point what she like mentors people in prison so she was oh, okay, okay she was where well, she was oh my God, what? why <laughs> would you start the sentence no, like because, that because, so she was so she wasn't in the house so i had to ask my dad and yeah. my dad growing up was like, kind of strict and he was like absolutely not no way in hell you're going and i was like oh my god no i have to go like, no I, saw I, wasn't allowed to go, and I was so upset <gasps> Oh my god! Um, Do you still think about that? Yeah, we we were actually like have his number, so like sometimes I've like messaged him, and sometimes he's messaged me, but he doesn't live here. I feel like that's the like definition of like calling something something into existence, though. I because know. I think if you if you think about it, you visualize it, and then you almost let it go and imagine it's already happening. Yeah, it'll come to you. Because firstly, you were younger then, and I really think that we are more powerful when we're younger because so, yeah. we're still holding on to that like imagination and that sense of wonder mm-hmm. and not getting stressed out by outcomes. You're just like, oh, imagine if that. Yeah. And then it just happens more easily because you're not filled with a sense of doubt or like thinking about how to get to that place. Yeah. And you know, have you read The, the Secret? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I was re- reading um, a bit of... Um, Ask and it is given by um, Esther Hicks the other day, mm-hmm. and um, in it um, she says that you should start every sentence with whatever you want in life. You don't say, "I want this to happen." You say, "Wouldn't it be amazing if that happened?" Yeah, because that's just a more open way of saying that's it. so and it, true. Comes to you quicker, and it's a lot more positive. Yeah, and it allows you not to be, desperate. No, yeah, and it allows you to like be excited and kind of wonder, say, "Oh my god, wouldn't that be amazing if that happened?" And you think, yeah, like. Whereas I want this is so straightforward and blunt, yeah, I think. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, when you say I want something or I desire this, you're already telling the universe or yourself or whatever you want to say that you don't have it yeah. and that there's a disconnect between that thing and yourself. Whereas if you say, wouldn't it be amazing? There's such a le- sense of lightness. Exactly. Um, and like no pressure, like you said. And I just feel like you call in things way more. But interesting that we're talking about this now because um, at dinner last night, the guy I was with was talking about how he has like done a lot in his life. But the reason why he was able to do those things and accomplish those things is because he's been just completely delusional and he's never tried to figure out how to get from A to B. He's just like, I'm going to be at B. And it's going to be fine. And like, I believe in it. That's the way to think. Yeah. And he was like, I don't even like think about it in a sense of law of attraction. He was like, I don't even know that much about it. But like, I do know that what's gotten me this far is just being extremely delusional. And again, weird timing. But um, just before dinner, I was watching, you know, the chicken shop dates. No. What? You've never seen chicken shop dates? Oh my god. So there's I've this, never even heard of it. Oh my god, there's this girl called um Amelia de Moldenberg and she's so funny and her like personality is very like awkward and just like very weird and everyone finds that really funny. And she has this YouTube channel. 
I think it's called Amelia de Moldenberg, but she has like a series where she does these chicken shop dates where she goes on like dates with uh, like famous rappers and things oh, like that. Blonde hair. Yeah, blonde yes, hair. This is not yeah, yeah. Um, and she did one with Central C a few days ago. So I was watching that yesterday. Um, and he was like saying the exact same thing. He was like, honestly, like most of my career, I was completely deluded. Like, I just had to believe that like I was amazing and that like I was going to be very successful and that I almost was already there. Mm-hmm. And he was like, now that I look back, I realize that honestly, it might have seemed completely crazy to like my friends or other people watching me knowing that at the time I was just so unknown and like not you know that's successful. so inspiring yeah but like everyone says this and it will fall into place yeah and I think a lot of us are like very practical which in some sense is good but if you really want to like take yourself to like unknown heights you know you really got to just like be okay with being delusional got to be a dreamer yeah yeah you got to be a dreamer and you got to live in like a dreamland yeah and I think also, like, anything you can conceive in your mind, anything you can imagine, that can be for you, Absolutely, you know? Yeah. Um, like, if you're able to think about it, that means it's possible. You're halfway there. Yeah, you're halfway there. I don't know. Yeah, people are going to think we're crazy, but I totally believe that. No, I don't really care. And when I first started doing the podcast, I was like, oh, my God, like, this, this is just, like, too much for some people and they might be like i'm like at the end of the day like this is how i think yeah you don't need to agree yeah and i think it's actually everyone i've spoken to agrees with me yeah yeah me too and have this has the same the same yeah mindset Um, yeah and it's all about just not having any limiting beliefs yeah like having just no restrictions and how you think yeah at the end of the day like that's helpful to people exactly they should be grateful I, they should be grateful <laughs> <laughs> um but i think it's so important to follow your, your intuition and your gut yeah because if something feels not right mm-hmm. there's going to be a reason and so you should actually just really trust that yeah yeah tell me tell us about the um your ski job that you got that you said no to oh so so weird so um i was going to be ski i got a job ski instructing for a week um, it was going to be this week, actually. And um, I just had a terrible feeling about it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. It was just like, I was up in the night and something was telling me, just don't do it, don't do it. So I cancelled it. And You couldn't sleep? I couldn't sleep. It was so weird, so I just cancelled it. And really, something felt like... Mm. I don't know if it was because something really bad would have happened there or if something amazing is going to happen because I'm staying in London right now yeah. for the week. But um, I just... I don't know what it was, but that was something that was just telling me. So I just decided not to. It might have been, in retrospect, a very stupid thing because I would have got paid, but I just thought, <laughs> I, just thought um, I don't know. Something just said, don't do it. I think, honestly, we try and like make logical sense of a lot of stuff, but I think we should learn to do what you did with that situation where we just like, if we feel something, just go with it, even if yeah. it doesn't, we can't explain it. Mm-hmm. There was, so um at my old school we had ski trips every spring break um and I went on every single one except this one year I can't remember if it was me or my mom who was like this year is just not the vibe like let's not do it um but I didn't go and that year happened to be like a really stressful ski trip because 
the plane was stuck in like really bad tur- turbulence and it was so bad like people were throwing up on the plane like mm. screaming crying being like i don't want to die like it was like insane like it was really really dangerous um and they had to turn back and land in the same airport they left from and then they had to take like a 16 hour bus ride overnight to the ski area yeah um and it just seemed like a complete nightmare and like really terrifying but like what are the coincidences that the one year that it it was like a conscious like okay i shouldn't go kind of thing um i just find things like that so weird i know yeah and you gotta trust it yeah um but you know the podcast that i showed you um where is my mind mm-hmm. can we talk so about that interesting. yeah so oh God, so cool i love that i found this guy called mark gober um on another podcast that i listened to and i really liked him because i felt like he was describing a lot of things that i feel to be true but from a very logical kind of methodical explanation and it was all like scientific and yeah. he had like you know the heads of like scientific research yeah yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah all these top universities like it wasn't like it was yeah like he was okay so basically he has a podcast called where is where is your mind i think where, where is, is my, where my, is my mind? mind yeah where is my mind um and he basically goes through topics like intuition and telepathy and like psychic powers and consciousness through like scientific um insights Mm -hmm. and he interviews like you said like loads of top researchers from top universities or people who like were like departmental heads in the cia and things like that um but i love what he was saying because i think it was the first time that i heard those topics from a very like logical reasonable sensible like way of explaining things and it kind of affirmed everything that i've always felt like is true yeah he basically um, his overarching argument was consciousness is not in the brain yeah did i tell Which you about crazy did i tell you about how i was like talking about that with helen in the queue boarding our flight no oh my god so i was like yeah oh my god helen like you should watch this podcast and listen to this podcast and the guy basically says that like you know science these days believes that consciousness comes from the brain like brain activity but actually um consciousness comes when your brain is like basically like extremely quiet and like so for example like if you're like in a very meditative state you're more likely to be more intuitive Mm and um tap into this kind of pool of consciousness where you get access to information that's like outside of you um and also like if you have like brain damage like get into an accident and like their brain activity is like very low then they're more likely to like tap into these like kind of supernatural experiences um and so yeah basically like consciousness is like not part of the brain and i turn around and this like old man is just like staring at us he's like <laughs> and i was like and then we took the gatwick express back to london and again we were just talking so loudly about crazy things like this and i could just tell the whole carriage was just silent listening so to us being like who the fuck are these girls like what are they talking about i refuse to make it eye sounds contact so because we say consciousness is on in the brain but then you listen to the whole it's like eight episodes yeah and blew my mind i know oh my goodness blew my mind it was it's amazing. crazy what was your favorite thing about it i think it was the story of um a lady who was in hospital and she the doctor um i think 
doctor accidentally gave her the wrong injection so she died so yeah. her heart stopped she completely died and she and she said that she then um was then saw <laughs> sounds you know i edit this out because this might sound so ridiculous <laughs> but she was on the ceiling and she oh, saw yeah. her body and then she could then go into the other hospital rooms and see what was going on there. And she came and she could see all the doctors panicking. She had all that conversation. She said exactly what they could see. She could see her body lying mm-hmm. on the hospital bed. They then managed to resuscitate her and her heart then started beating again and she was then back in her body. And she woke up and she was able to explain to all the doctors what had just happened, even though she was dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and able to go and say, I know exactly what's in all the other rooms of the, host- of the hospital. Yeah. Um, and it was completely accurate. And there was like, hundreds of stories like this yeah that i loved i loved when he talk, spoke about like the life review which is when you oh die. my god i really like that one when you die and you just see your whole life in panoramic view mm-hmm. and it's all moments of how other people have been affected by you mm-hmm. um yeah you experience the emotions and how you have made someone else feel which i think is so interesting so amazing and i think it shows you that life really is about you in relation to other people and how you've made an impact. And helping other people. Yeah. yeah. It's about giving. And I was talking about this with someone the other day. And it was like so many people who had had near-death experiences. They all say they had have this. They had seen this panoramic life review. It's like... Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. So how, can, how can so many people who don't know each other have the same experience that when they have a near, near-death experience... Oh, they know they actually have a death experience. They're like, they're hot, they, yeah. they die and then they come back. They have this life review so experience cool. that is like the same as what someone else experienced. It's crazy. Yeah. But did I tell you that my mom had a near, near-death experience? No. So she told me that when she was like 14, 15, she, um, I don't know, she had some sort of like stomach problem, but she had no idea. And her parents were having a party at the house and she was kind of helping her mom with stuff. And all of a sudden she started coughing a lot and like coughing up blood and it was really bad. Like she had to go to hospital and she was really ill. I don't know what it was exactly. Um, but yeah, her, she basically, again, saw herself, like, from the ceiling, saw her body from the ceiling, and, like, watched herself, like, her eyes closed, like, resting in bed, and her brother holding her hand, like, crying and stuff, and she had this experience of seeing her uncle or someone like that, like, a family member who had already passed on, um, and just, like, this sense of lightness, and she was like, it was so serene and peaceful and like so joyful, that feeling. And like on the one side, it was that feeling. And the other side was like life and her body and like, yeah, her life there. And she was like, I don't want to go back to my body. I'm like, I want to be mm-hmm. home. It felt like home. And she was just like, this is like. That's what so many people have said about that. Yeah. Wow. In the podcast, they said the same stuff that like my mom told me the story about. Um but yeah, and like she like remembers what my, my her brother said while she was like outside of her body. Isn't that crazy? It's amazing. But I think it how like when you hear stories that corroborate each other countless times, like through that podcast, they show so much more convincing. Yeah, and I think and it's just the amount of stories. Mm, yeah, and also I just think there's so much more that we don't know about. Yeah, but um, I can't remember if I said this on my last episode but the hearing about the life review really just kind of put things in perspective for me because I feel like with the media and the news and pop culture and all that stuff we're all trained to admire and be mesmerized by fame and success like material success 
but when you think about the life review like these are experiences that you feel of like giving someone kind words or like helping someone in the street or whatever like those are the things that make your life and define your impact in the world and it's not about like furthering yourself um yeah and i feel like if you think about things like that it kind of puts pressure off of you to just like be ambitious with what you enjoy and be ambitious because you enjoy something but not for greediness mm-hmm. or trying to like have power or anything like yeah. that you know i don't know it just really yeah it's like the whole pay it forward thing yeah if you're nice to one person yeah someone else yeah and what i liked about when he was talking about the life life of you he was like um people experience you know if they shout at someone in the grocery store or whatever then they'll not only experience how hurtful and how painful that was to the person receiving like the angry words but also they'll experience all the people that were affected Mm -hmm. by by that later on from that man now holding this like negativity you think he was home and then yeah tells of his family or yeah. something not nice and then yeah it's so interesting mm-hmm. so it's just an advocate for you know yeah being nice to everybody yeah and i feel like that puts into perspective how yes we're so unimportant and that there's so many of us and we're no better than anyone else but that at the same time our impact can be huge on other people and i don't know i feel like if you're aware of that and conscious of that you would live life completely differently but also, um, it's crazy that in the podcast, he talks to people who worked for the CIA um, who, and other like governments, not just America, but who discuss having had these like projects and experiments on using intuition mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. growing uh, telepathic abilities. They've been funding these projects for decades, like and this no research. No one talks about it. We don't, like, hear about it. The lady who could locate the plane yeah, in LA, and she was, like, she had no idea about the plane. She was able to say the exact... Latitude, longitude. Yeah, of where, of where the plane was. She, all by doing, you know... Yeah, telepathy or whatever. Yeah. Or not not telepathy. There's another word for it, about, uh, like, yeah. knowing... Um, or, be, like, being able to um, see things in a different location. Like, being placing yourself there. Yeah. And it's crazy that no matter how f- far the distance was, it didn't impact at all the accuracy exactly. of these experiments. But it's just like, if governments have put our taxpayer money into stuff like this, and they've been funding it for decades, it shows you that it's legit. And there's something there, because they wouldn't waste money like that, you know? Like, clearly they're seeing results. And it's helped. Yeah. It goes through all the situations yeah. where it has completely mm-hmm. helped. And this is exactly why I think it's so important to be so open with things and like just be open-minded and kind of look for information rather than just be passive with your understanding of the world yeah. because there's so much that's like hidden or at least not outwardly shown that could change our understanding of life, you know? Yeah. Um. Can we talk about ghost stories? If we can take about ghost stories. Yeah, you've got some amazing ones. Yeah. Okay, so... I mean, I feel like we've both got some good stories. I thought yours was so scary. Anyway, we both... Do you you believe in ghosts, though? I totally believe in ghosts. Yeah, okay, so we both believe in ghosts. 
spirits yeah spirits okay. i don't like the word ghost to be honest it's got a negative connotation. yeah it does it it's suggests like spookiness and yeah. haunted but Where spirits can just be just people who have passed on yeah um but yeah when i was younger there was this one house that we lived in that i would always see ghosts or spirits um and i was terrified but it wasn't because they were threatening to me it was just that i just wasn't used to this understanding that you could see people that aren't alive and so i was really like scared by it um but it happened all the time and so my mom was like okay like something's wrong with this house because like my daughter can't sleep so she told some of her friends and one of them knew a medium who basically like reads houses and like sees who's there basically like if there are spirits there lingering and she was like elena's room is like a portal to the other side and like loads of spirits amassed there like people who are stuck in this earth or dimension or whatever you want to call it um but yeah she was like if you see them again like you have to tell them that they are dead like you have to make them aware of it and tell them to move on anyway this is so crazy (laughs) but um tell tell us about your um story in your country house i have this house in the country and um so many weird things would happen yeah like just so many weird things would happen like for example um my mum um would have just had just cleaned the like, the playroom mm-hmm. and put all the toys me and my brother and sister away and she was with us all downstairs and she was watching us play in the garden and you know the baby monitors where you have like one with the parent and one up with when the baby's sleeping there was one baby uh, monitor in the playroom and my mom heard like children laughing mm-hmm. and her friend was also there and they both heard children laughing um and she thought that's really strange and spooky because I can see my three children out the window right now and I've just tidied this whole room so she went upstairs that's and crazy. all the toys were everywhere <gasps> um oh and she's God. not someone who would make stuff up um and we had another situation where um on the top floor it was like my sister's room and then next to it was the playroom and then next to it was my room and my sister woke up in the middle of the night screamed Anna, get off my bed get off my bed get off my bed and I was woke up from the two rooms away and I came into her, um, her room turned on the lights and she was like so freaked out she like, there was a girl with long black hair on the <gasps> bed I, was, I thought it was you um, it sounds so ridiculous um, no but, I mean but, like, I believe it obviously I, <laughs> I believe anything <laughs> I believe anything I believe absolutely anything anyone ever said like the crazier it sounds oh, the more legit I, I think it is bring it on I love it um, so we had so many weird stories and then um, <clears throat> um, some people who'd stay in the house would not be able to stay there for more than one night because they'd get so spooked people said they saw faces in the window of children no um, there was a lot of weird things that happened mm. I just, yeah. And then my mom had a, a medium um, friend who came to stay for the weekend and she was like, oh my gosh, all the so many spirits are here. Um, and she would talk to them all. Really? I was also um, psychic and, and could also contact Spirit World. And so she was, they were, yeah, <laughs> just spent the whole time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you must have been like, <laughs> I don't even remember. Um, that is so funny. I know. <laughs> wait did and then did i tell you about like the hotel in brighton that i stayed at maybe but tell me again um so this was after i graduated from school 
after I came back from like our graduation trip my family had moved out of London so I didn't have a place to stay in London anymore from London to Switzerland was EasyJet and they cancelled all flights you know just classic EasyJet business um sponsor me (laughs) (laughs) and we'll link her her paypal in the show notes (laughs) (laughs) um yeah and so they put me up in a hotel uh i went to this hotel and as soon as i arrived i was like absolutely not like this isn't gonna be it for me like i know something's Mm -hmm. gonna happen I just knew and I remember I called my mum immediately like as I was checking in I was like mum what do I do and she's like I'm sure it's fine um and I go to my room I go up the elevator and the elevator opens up into this huge hall it looked like a a a ballroom or whatever and with like loads of chandeliers but no furniture nothing it was all just like completely empty it was so weird there was like one chair in this huge room with nothing in it except chandeliers and then I turn into the corridor where all the rooms are and I was like this is really spooky like it it was so scary and I go into my room and I was like I just knew I wasn't gonna sleep one wink that night one wink a wink mm-hmm. <laughs> and I call and I'm like mom <laughs> mommy help me I want to go home <laughs> I was so scared she changed your accent, accent back then <laughs> and I like couldn't even shower without like my eyes fully open I was so scared and I had I honestly had to have my mum on the phone the whole night and but like there was something about that room where I was like I'm not alone and I remember when I like first turned the lights off to go to bed things started falling off the shelves and I hadn't touched the shelf so it's not like I'd put something mm-hmm. there and it fell off like you over just, like, time. Like, static in bed, like, I immediately turned move. on the bedside lamp. Uh, I didn't see anything, but I just like was constantly sensing that like there was another presence who was trying to get noticed. Um, so that was fucking oh, terrifying. Oh my god, it was so scary. Like the whole time things were moving and like things falling off the shelf. Um, so <laughs> I literally had to have my mom on the phone the whole time, but I can tell you when I got home the next day I was so happy it was terrifying that sounds awful yeah um that's really scary so when you psych yourself out it just makes it worse I know <gasps> oh my god it's scary god I hope that never happens to you again oh uh, we wanted to talk about boobs can we talk about boobs for, for two minutes yeah let's talk about boobs um <laughs> So the topic is now going to change to something that everyone's very passionate about. The subject of boobs. <laughs> Boys, we know you're listening. You're welcome. So obviously we grow up with boys telling us, like movies telling us that like the bigger the boobs, the better, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're more feminine with big boobs you're and sexier. you're more sexy and yeah. just more attractive. Mm-hmm. But I've got small boobs. And like, honestly, I have small boobs too. Love them couldn't i love your small boobs couldn't have chosen better boobs honestly like if i were to choose my body i would like be like yeah, no but it's great because you can boobs. work out with no issues i can work out with no issues like my you boobs don't wear hurt anything. when i'm running yeah yeah i can wear anything and it will never look slutty yeah. ever like if i have a a low yeah. cut top it looks great um and i think because there's not that much going on down there it looks like 
I don't know, it accentuates my collarbones a little bit more, so it looks more elegant. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just really like. I feel very feminine with small boobs, and I know that goes against like what we're used to being told. And boys probably prefer most boys would probably prefer boys big boobs. boobs. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm I mean, okay not with guys. Not I mean, not all guys actually. I think there's a lot of guys who prefer who would prioritize um bar over boobs. Yeah, but um oh yeah and also i feel like with having small boobs means that there's less um attention to the way i look or at least immediately so i feel like i'm much more comfortable and confident that if a guy shows like attraction to me that he also likes my personality a lot and i feel like it draws attention to Places that yeah. I would prefer. Yeah, I think own and small boobs. Maybe. Yeah, I love. But that. also, people who have big boobs like go them. Like I love yeah. them. Like also kind of jealous. Yeah, also kind of lovey. <laughs> fucking jealous. Like fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. That was so fun. Thank you for having me. Did you have best, fun? I had the best time talking to you. Okay, good. You're gonna come on again. I hope so. Um, if people want to check out your music and follow you where should they go so my music name is anna b a double n a b e a you can find me on instagram under anna b music or on spotify apple music all streaming platforms under anna b and you've got a new music video coming out on wednesday i do yes a new song yeah. and music video which is i'm so excited about coming out on wednesday um it looks so, so good i'm very excited and kind of nervous i was like so nervous to shoot it because i'd never done like a proper music video before yeah and i had to kiss this really handsome guy in bed <laughs> i was with the film crew i was so nervous i had like a sleepless nights like oh really was, like, so stressed no i met him before and i was like oh my gosh i can't believe i'm gonna do this this is so embarrassing was um, it really scary it wasn't no and in, in the moment i loved it he's so handsome he was yeah. so hot i was like in the in the moment i was thinking um I don't actually think we have enough enough scenes, enough angles. I think we might need to redo this again. Yeah. And he was like, no, I think we have enough. <laughs> I think we should redo a couple of the bedrooms. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's coming out on um, Wednesday. On Wednesday. So maybe we can put the link in the and w- yeah, description. We'll, we'll put it in the show notes um, if you guys want to watch. What What is it called? It's called The Other Side of Me. The Other Side of Me. Okay. Well, make sure you guys go listen to that and follow her. Her music is amazing. She writes them. She sings them. go check her out go follow her on instagram and make sure to tune in for next week thank you guys for listening Mm -hmm.